It's been a joy and a privilege to be here with you over this weekend. And what I've loved is your hunger. The hunger for God and the hunger to get to know him better. And the words that Eileen brought tonight, the worship tonight, outstanding. And the words brought and so on. It's just so very, very, very encouraging to me. So thank you extremely much. Normally, you know, I, I speak in the morning a, a message and then go to Bexhill and speak it and then the same one in the evening three times. But I spoke this morning on something and then I went to Bexhill and spoke on something different. And tonight I'm doing the something different. So if you were here this morning, then this is actually something different. If you were at Bexhill, it's the same. And my title is Taking Possession of Our Identity in Christ. Taking Possession. So I want to read to you from Colossians 1, from verse 15, and it talks about Jesus. Because he's the one. He's the one we're worshipping. He's the one, beautiful one I love, beautiful one I adore. It's all about him. And listen to that, this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him, and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, us, we the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body, in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. And you know, I read this a few weeks ago, and it just hit me. Wow, this is Jesus. This is Jesus we're talking about. And I've read it every day since because I can't get enough of those verses. It's him. It's him who we come to. It's him who we love. It's he who saved us. It's he who is the head of the church. And we are his body. And he is wonderful. And because of who he is... And he has saved us. 
I just feel he wants to ask us a question tonight. And it comes from Joshua 18. And so Joshua, you know, Moses took the people to the Jordan, to the promised land, but didn't cross. It was Joshua who crossed and took the people over into the promised land. And they fought many battles. And, uh, and then a comfort kind of settled in. And, and some of the land wasn't taken yet. And Joshua called the people. Joshua 18, 1. Then the whole congregation of the people of Israel assembled at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. The land lay subdued before them. There remained among the people of Israel seven tribes whose inheritance had not yet been apportioned. So Joshua said to the people of Israel, How long will you put off going in to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? And as I read it, I just felt a message to, to us. We've got everything. We've got an inheritance in him. He's promised big things to us, and all his promises are yes in Jesus. And Jesus would ask us, how long? How long before we take hold of our inheritance and the promises that he's given us? How long will we battle? How long before we say, this is mine? Everything he died for is mine. Everything that's in the Bible is mine. <clears throat> and in Hebrews 4, it talks about us entering into our rest. And that rest isn't, um, now I'm just going to hang about and have coffees because I'm at rest. The rest is inside ourselves. It's still being bu very busy for him and with him. And yet inside, it's knowing, as we would say in South Africa, you know in your knower that you belong to him. And so he, there's a rest that comes in the middle of troubles, in the middle of things going wrong, in the middle of issues. There's still a rest. We've taken pos possession of our rest in him because he's come and given us everything you know, he's given us his robe of righteousness. And yesterday I mentioned how I used to think, so I've got the robe of righteousness. It, it's, it's something that Jesus has given. When I said to Jesus, I am so sorry for my sin. Please forgive me. I want to follow you forever. Come and live in me and make me new. He put a robe around me of cleanness and wholeness and a robe that said, you are mine. You are mine. I think he roared over me. The problem was, I thought, if that robe slipped a bit, the gunge inside would show. You, you know? You remember I said it yesterday for those of you who were there? The rubbish would show and people would know what's really there. And I don't know if you are like me, you think... Well, yes, I, I, you know, people see me, but if they knew me, would they like me? And I felt a bit like this until the man who started our family of churches, Terry Virgo, he spoke about an onion and he said, he was explaining these passages 
to us about the robe of righteousness. And he said, if you take an onion and you cut it and you peel the first layer, what's underneath? Onion. And the next layer? Onion. And the next layer? Right to the core. And he said, that's us. We're not just covered with this thin little robe and underneath it's all the rot. The rot is gone. Jesus died to get rid of the rot. We are new creation. And so when we are cut, Jesus. Are we cut deeper? Jesus. Are we cut deeper? Right to the core of our being is Jesus. Isn't that fascinating? It's not how we feel. It's just who we are, an inheritance from him. But we have to take possession of this. Everything that's in the Bible for us, we actually need to own. We read the Bible. We pre- people preach, God speaks to us. But we can listen and not own it because we feel, well, maybe it's not for me. I feel too bad. And I feel the invite tonight is, Will you take possession of what Jesus took hold of for you? It's a night of possession taking. Lord, I want, this is mine. You took hold of it, you've given it to me, I want it. It's a taking of possession of what Jesus took hold of for us. We have to live it out. We have to live out. Live out what Christ has put in us. Live it out. Live it out in a whole new way of victory. He's given us wisdom. You know, when we are born again, when we are Christians, we have wisdom given to us as a gift from him. And then we say, if we lack wisdom, we can just ask. And he says, I will give it to you. So we are quite a wise people. Even though we may not feel wise, we can just call on him and he gives us wisdom. It's something we need to take possession of because we are there to help others, to help other people, to help ourselves, to help each other. But in all this, we have to go come with humility. There's nothing worse than arrogance. Oh, I'm a Christian. Who are you? I've got everything. It's what we would call in our townships in Cape Town, shoulder pads. If they thought somebody was a bit arrogant, they'd say, hmm, that man or that woman, they're wearing shoulder pads. And you think, well, I hope they don't say I'm wearing shoulder pads. Because, you know, shoulder pads, arrogance. We come with humility and yet with authority and power. One can have authority and power and yet be humble. Because it's, it's not the humility of, well, yes, I'm just too small. I haven't got enough. And you know, that false humility, it is a humility of saying, it's all about him. He's given this to me. I haven't earned a thing. And yet I'm loaded with authority and power to give away and to come and rescue many, many other people. He's given us integrity, honesty. We have we have the Holy Spirit in us who talks to our conscience. So he's given us integrity. And you know, at work or in the home or when one's in the shops, when one's talking to people, integrity, especially at work, is a big thing. 
because integrity isn't on, uh, on the high agenda of the world. It's what can I get away with? How much can I get away with? But we as Christians, we come with integrity. And we know that the Holy Spirit is in us saying, no, no, or yes, do that, but not that. And so we have a choice every single day to choose what is right with integrity. He's given that to us. We have that conviction of the Holy Spirit in us. But as we say, I'm going to do my own thing anyway, it's like the voice gets more quiet. He's still there, but we dull our ears, and we've got to listen to him before our ears get dull, please. And then character. You know, one of the sad things for me is sometimes on the televangelist, you know, evangelist, televangelist, TV evangelist, or whoever, and they're doing mighty signs and wonders and miracles, and, and we all look and say, well, look at that, and it's wonderful, and people travel from far to go and be near the person to be healed or whatever, and it's very wonderful, and the sad thing is that at times they topple, and then because of social media, we, the whole world knows, oh boy, the Christians have done it again. They're big shot, doing all this, but look, look underneath. And you see, our character and our gifting must match. So we must work on our gifting, but our, our fruits, our character, we've got to work on that as well. And keep a clear account with God. And forgive other people and walk with honesty and watch our life as we, as we walk so that our gifting and our character will match. He's given us the ability to forgive. And I do lots of ministry. And one of the biggest blockages in the church, wherever I go, is unforgiveness. It's like, well... They did this to me. And so I'm cross with them. So why must I forgive them? Because look what they did. And we're actually harming ourselves. Whereas God has given us an ability to forgive. And tonight, please, if you're walk, walking and, and you know that someone has harmed you or maybe you've harmed someone and maybe it's to go and ask for forgiveness, get clear with God so we can take possession of this and walk free, because God wants to do big things with you guys, big things. But he's asking big things of you, because the more he wants to give, the more the enemy attacks, the stronger we need to be in our character and our standing in God. And so he, he, he wants to say, come on, possess these things, take hold of them. Christ has taken hold of them for us. Now we must take hold of these things. He's given us new life. The old is gone. It's gone. We will never be the same again. Even, even though we're battling, even though we've got issues and stuff goes wrong and, you know, uh, life gets tough. We will never, ever be the same again. We will never be who we were before or where we were before. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Totally amazing. And then he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. I think we, in, we got a good deal. 
When we were saved, we got a jolly good deal. All we gave him was our sin. And he gave us this package deal back, which covers things that like, wow, look at this. Even the power of the Holy Spirit living in us to help us and to do good and to change us and convict us and say, not this way, not this way. No, come here. Now go there, do that. And I just think that's amazing. I'm glad. I'm so glad that Jesus has saved me and given me this deal, you know. And I'm still unpacking it. And we unpack this deal until we die. But it's like once I've got a bit of the deal, I think, I'll have some more. But we need to possess it. We need to say, actually, he died for this, for me, so I'm going to get it. I want it. I said this morning at Bexhill, any of you like Lord of the Rings? Yeah? I love Lord of the Rings. My favorite movie is Lord of the Rings. I've watched it so many times. And we as a family, wider family, we watch it over and over. We can quote various bits. And even if somebody says something, in my head, I, I can, you know, it becomes a quote. And as family, we will look at each other because we know what, you know. We can all quote it. We all spot these things. And um, when I read the Bible, for those, are there people who don't know about Lord of the Rings? There's a special ring and it's got power. And the power is quite evil. And so uh, the uh, this guy Frodo is given the job of taking the ring and throwing it into a fire to destroy it. But, but there's an evil king who wants to get that ring. And Frodo goes through many, many, many dark passages and oh, it's awful um, to actually put this ring in the fire. And then behind him comes this funny little thing called Gollum. Gollum. And Gollum wants the ring, really wants a ring. So there's, so there's Frodo trying to get in the fire. There's Gollum that wants it, and the king wants it. And it's quite hectic. But, but, but uh, Gollum, he calls the ring, my precious. And he knows that Frodo's got it in his pocketses. And he said, my precious, I once it, I once it. When I read the promises of God and all these things that God has given us, I get a bit gollumy. <laughs> and I say, they are very precious, more precious than any silly ring that's going to go in a fire, more precious than any story are these promises. I want them. I want them. Do you see? I, I want them. I want to get hold of them, take possession of them. And it's not all about me. It's for the good of where I go. It's for the good of others. It's for me, but it's also for, for the, the possession of all these good things to flow through me over many. Because I go to so many places. I want to serve each one of you and advance the kingdom and that's actually the job of all of us. There's no special people. I have a microphone. But it's not special. We are all very special to God. And we all have this job to do of taking possession of the precious things that Jesus has given us. 
and making them our own for the help of others. We need to reject feelings of guilt and shame and unworthiness. And guilt is about what I do and shame is about who I am. And Jesus died for our guilt, the things that we've done wrong. But he also died for our shame, which is who we are, because we were all born as sinners. That's who we are. That's who, no. That's who we were. We were, all, we were all born as sinners. And that's, that describes the person, the shame. But when he's come to live in us and clean us up, the shame is gone. He's paid for it. So we get rid of the shame of, yes, but this is who I am. No, I'm a child of God. Washed clean. And also the guilt of, I do things wrong. He paid for everything already. And the unworthiness, I'm not worthy of all this. We aren't. We aren't worthy of what Jesus has done. And that's why I'm so grateful. We come and we say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he makes us worthy. Yeah? You still with me? You're taking possession. There's a daily choice. You know, the Apostle Paul said about himself that he dies daily. We all need to die daily. I wish it was that we died once. And everything is fine and we are perfect. But daily we need to make choices to do this or that. It's a daily walk with Jesus. Joshua 18, in the message, when Joshua says, well, how long are you going to be before you take possession? In the message, it's, uh, it's just wonderful. How long are you going to sit around on your hands, <laughs> putting off taking possession of the land that God, the God of our ancestors, has given you? Sitting on our hands. Anybody sitting on, sitting on their hands instead of taking possession? Tonight we're going to do some getting off our hands and taking hold of everything that God has given us. You know, when we, when we follow Jesus, we have a friend. In John 15, he says, I no longer call you servants, but friends. He's our friend. You know, as kids, you go to school, and one day you've got a friend, and the next day they're somebody else's friend, and then they're somebody else's friend. Jesus is my friend. He's my friend forever. He calls us his friends. We have received forgiveness, and that wonderful, very Christian word, justification. Just as if we'd never sinned. It's amazing. He looks and he says, oh. I'm trying to look at, not point out to him, look, there's so-and-so. Just as if they'd never sinned. Justified. Free. Free. Tonight is a taking hold of possession. It's the end of a weekend of hungering after him 
and knowing who we are to, in God. And tonight it's a putting our, you know, uh, flag in there, say, tonight something's going to happen. And tomorrow you hunger again for more because this goes on and on. But as you hunger, you take hold of each day, take hold of what God is showing you. He's given us righteousness of God. He's given us the Holy Spirit. We are children of God. We have power over sin. In 1 John it says, Oh, the love of God that calls us children of God. And this is what we are. This is who we are. We are children of God. Oh, the love the Father has shown us to call us children of God. And this is what we are given. It just is not maybe or if or when they're good. We just are children of God. We have access to God. We can just come and say, Father, and he says, yes. Father, yes. Whoa, this is a bit close. But he's right there for us, right there. Sometimes we talk too much, to him even. No, you never... And we must stay quiet for a few minutes and say, now speak to me. Speak, Lord, your, your friend is listening. Speak. And so we have direct access to the Father. That is mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. We have victory over demonic power. The name of Jesus spoken over uh, demonic power we sang a song this morning at uh, Bexhill about the, or, or maybe it was here, about the, the darkness trembles. Yeah, darkness trembles. Oh, it trembles. If we say in the name of Jesus, demonic power be broken. Demonic power has got to break and run. And we don't know that. Sometimes we don't know how powerful we are so that when the demonic looks at us, they tremble because of who is living inside us. And they try to uh, lie to us that we don't know the power that is in us to help each other. Get free and stay free. We have peace with God. We have authority over evil spirits in other people's lives. And that is amazing too. I think this morning, Paul gave us a, a, a feedback and said a 60-year-old woman came to him and said she's, been, she's free. And she's, she's free of something from six years old, Paul? Was that it? Yeah? And, and you think, why? No, and, and oh, Father, help us. Why? Did a woman have to wait till she's 60 years old as a Christian? I don't know how long she's been a Christian, but... And something happened when she was six, and she's been carrying that, whatever, and she's had to wait till she was 60. As a church, let's free each other up. Let's pray with each other. Let's watch to see how we're doing and help each other so that people don't have to wait till they're 60, 70, or 80 to be free of something that happened when they were a kid 
when we actually have this power and ability, words of wisdom and knowledge and prophetic things going on to help each other? You with me? We are, we are a powerful army of God. We are the healers that go around doing good. All the promises of God belong to us. All the promises are yes in Jesus. I think that makes us very rich. We're a rich people. We are richer than Bill Gates or any of those others on that, what kind of list in the rich people's list. We are richer. It's not about money or education or status. It's about our Father, who we can call on. And sometimes... I say, Father, I need, he says, how much do you want? Because he is a generous, generous God. And it's not name it, claim it, and life. But it's like, you know, he says in Isaiah 58, when you give yourself to the poor and the oppressed, then you can call on God. And he says, yeah, and here am I. And I feel I walk in that because I love the poor and the oppressed. And I say, Father, and he says, yes. And I think, oh. That's a bit, whew, that was very quick, you know. And he doesn't give me everything that I ask, obviously. Um, but he is so generous. He's just so generous to come and help us. And this is our inheritance in Christ. And he off, he's offered it to us. It's all in this book. And he says, how long? before you take possession of this. He's already possessed it and given it and given it. And you see, as the church, we are so powerful. He's, he's the head and we are the body. And, you know, I've heard people say, the church has hurt me. And I can write books on being hurt in the church. But you know what? It's not the church that hurt me. It's individuals here and there. Do you see? And we blame it on the church. I love the church. Even if individuals hurt me, I've forgiven them and I walk free because I love the church. The church is the glory of God. The church is his presence here on earth, doing good. It's his hands, his feet. The church is wonderful. The church is powerful. The church is the hope for the nation in Jesus. That's amazing. It's the church. It's us. We are God's number one plan. But it's to take possession of this tonight. You may have given your life to Jesus, but have you allowed him to possess every aspect of how you live? Your finances, your work, your prayer life, friends and family. I mean, that's quite a huge deal. I know when God said to me, you haven't given me your all long ago, and I, I thought, oh, my all, that means I'm not going to be able to make decisions, and I'm going to go to him, and that means losing my freedom, and, you know, we quite like to control ourselves, and, and, and do what we like, really, and, um, and I must say, it took me about two weeks I knew I'd have to give in because you, because you see, when, when I was born again, I died. Jesus bought me at a price. He's bought you. 
we belong to him in the, in the best, he owns us in the best possible way. He owns us. And therefore, when he speaks, I say, okay, because I want this relationship with him, I want a freedom in him. He owns me in the best possible way to do me good. But it's quite a big deal to say, I give my all. I give my all. I belong to you. I belong to him anyway, but I've got to give in to him. So it's to possess the land, to possess everything that he's given us, and to let him come and take hold of us, to offer ourselves to him for whatever he wants to do with us or lead us into. And he's a good, good God. He's a good, good God. I don't want to be anywhere else but with him. So I want to ask you tonight, before Greg and I head back to Cambridge, who would like to take possession of everything that God has given us? Yeah? And it's a big deal. It's actually a dying to ourselves and what we want and, that and so on. And it's about, Lord, I come to you because you own me anyway. But now we get the riches of heaven as we, as we actually come and say, I want whatever you got, that precious, that precious that you died for. I, you know, when I die, I will see him face to face and we have an inheritance but I'm alive, and so are you. And he's given us an inheritance here and now to actually get hold of for the sake of each other, for, for Hastings, for Bexhill, for St. Leonard's, and wider, for this nation and the nations. And he's got a big call on you. He's got a big, big call on you. No matter where you are, planting or multi-siting or there's a massive call on you and he says come come and get hold of what Christ got hold of of you what what he did for us so if you will this is going to be very interesting but I'm a mover and a shaker you you know already if you want to say lord i want everything you've got for me I want to take possession of all your promises and take possession of who I am in you, that identity. And also I give myself fully to you. I want you to come, be careful of that, otherwise they'll blame me for damaging that. But come around. Just come around. This is what you call spiritual warfare, taking possession of the land. Cheers. Coming close, coming close. Holy Spirit. Don't you just, Paul, don't you just love the church? Helen, don't you, don't you know? Wow. Steve, don't you just love the church? Sam, look. But it's like, Father God, Father God, we are here. Because you've given us a challenge tonight through Joshua. How long before you take possession of these things? Because we know it, but we actually need to 
take possession. It's mine. It's mine. Father God, Holy Spirit, come and bubble up inside us and fall over us. And Lord, while you're doing that, will you heal bodies? Will you heal? Will you heal sore ears? I know somebody's ear that is sore. Will you heal sore ears and take away fear? Lord, will you heal minds and emotions? And Father, if there's someone here who has come in and they just want to see what's going on, but they don't really know you, will you heal them? Will you heal them? And you are very welcome here tonight. You are here because God says, come on. Come into the family and possess what Jesus has done for you. Come in. This is for, for all. This is for all. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And now for a, just for 30 seconds. If you will, you can say it loud to you, you know, or in your mind and say, just say, Father, I want to possess everything that you've got for me. I'm not sitting on my hands any longer. I want, I want the precious. Everything I want, I want. Yeah. Father, thank you. We don't have to go to the, yeah, we don't have to go to the ends of the earth for this. It's here now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and do a work. Holy Spirit. What an army. What an army. What an army of friends you have, Jesus. What an army. What an army of friends you have. Lord Jesus, what an army. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My friend Sam. See, when we come in, it's interesting, but when, say, you as British or other nation people go into South Africa, we need you because you see with different eyes, and we need you. So I've come in with, from another nation with different eyes to call you, come on. Come on, people, English people, UK people, and people from other nations who've gone and brought you. Come on. Yeah? And we've called you. Come on. Come on. And so I'm going to ask Sam, my friend Sam, who I met in Ghana in 2001, and we never ever thought, we never thought that one day we would be together in England. We never, because we love West Africa. And we never thought. And here we are. Yeah, indeed. So I'm going to ask my Same friends. <laughs> so. Wonderful, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you've got an English wife. You're rich. <laughs> You're rich. <laughs> yeah. It's marvelous what God does, how he mixes the cultures up. Because mixing with other cultures makes us rich. Learning from other cultures makes us rich. So Sam... Whatever God gives you, I want you to pray, please. Maybe we could just uh, lift our hands. Um, 
us, just a sign of faith and just receiving from God. Yeah, Father God, I thank you that we are your children. Each one of us loved by you, accepted by you. Thank you that our sins have been forgiven. Thank you that our shame is taken away. I thank you, Father Lord, for each one of us who is in Christ. I thank you that the old is gone and the new has come. You have given us brand new lives. And Father Lord, we thank you that that is true of us. We want to thank you that we are those who stand in your grace. We want to thank you that we are members of your family. We want to thank you, Father Lord Jesus. We are no longer those who live in the dark, but we are children of the light. And tonight, Father Lord, we want to reach out in faith and say, we take possession of all that you have given to your children. We reach out in faith and lay hold of every single blessing that is rightfully ours in faith, oh God, you have given to your church. And so tonight, Father Lord, for every man, every woman, and every child, we reach out in faith and say, Father, pour out on your church. We're asking, Father Lord, that you would give your Holy Spirit to the many who are asking and desiring to be filled to overflowing. I want to pray, Father, for a release of spiritual gifts, Lord, gifts of healings, gifts of word of knowledge, Father, gifts of wisdom, Father, gifts of the miraculous, Lord, I pray a release of spiritual gifts for your church, Lord. Thank you that these gifts are meant for us to use in serving one another. We pray there will be a release of these gifts, Father, we lay hold of every single blessing thank you that you've given your church all that we need for life and godliness you have given to us lord all that we need we do not want it to just stay as head knowledge but father we pray equip us to walk in these truths lord i pray that it will become a, a daily part of our lives that we are those who are walking in victory we are those who father lord are walking in the promises of god we are those who are running with you and actually soaring and flying with you i pray god that you bring your church into a new phase bring us into a new day of power bring us into a new day of knowing our true identity in you Knowing who we are in Christ, knowing who we are in you, you chose us, you set us apart, you called us before the foundations of the earth, Lord, drum home in our hearts these truths, Father, I just pray that you do just an inward uh, transformation, just have your way in us, oh God. If, Father, Lord, we need to be torn apart and rebuilt, would you do that? I pray, God, we cast out doubt and fear and unbelief and we embrace faith and the promises of God. Whatever loving Father you are, we thank you, Father, for all you have done. We thank you for all you are doing and we thank you for all that you will do. And God's people shall say... Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> it takes a high five. Eh? 
And now, I'm going to say one, two, three, okay? And I, I'm first going to ask a question, and then I'm going to say one, two, three, and hopefully you will answer yes. But raise the roof with your yes. If you don't want to answer, it's fine. But if you want to answer, give it a shout. I'm going to ask you, are you ready to take possession of everything that Jesus took hold of for you? One, two, three. Father God, Father God, hear the shout of your people. Father God, may the demons tremble. May the darkness tremble at this. Father God, your people are willing in the day of your power. Father God, this is your army ready for action. Speak to each one, Lord. Prophesy over each one, Lord. Let each one hear your voice. Give each one a hug from you, Lord. And now, if you will, I want you to find somebody who you don't normally talk to. We might greet or hello, but, but it's not people you have long conversations with, not husbands, wives, best friends, and so on. And go and pray. Go and pray blessing over them. You've, you've taken possession of something tonight. Now, the first thing we do when we take possession is give it away. It's an interesting thing. We give away, and then God fills us again. We give away and he fills us. And he gives a think of someone. Just stand and think, who must I? Someone who's here. And go and pray the hugest blessing on them. And even ask them, what can I pray for you? And let's see what God will do. Father, will you give us signs, wonders, and miracles here tonight? In Jesus' name. Go for it, church. Go for it. Find your person. <laughs> 